Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast, where we celebrate and amplify the diverse musical talents of the Badger State. I'm your host, Zach Fell, and I'm thrilled to kick off our highly anticipated fourth season today. In this season, we're delving deeper than ever into the rich tapestries of Wisconsin's music scene. Each episode, I'll introduce you to remarkable artists who are leaving an indelible mark on the world of music. And today, we start with a true gem. Our featured artist for this episode is none other than me, M-I-E, a name that's been creating ripples in the music industry. Me embodies the essence of the musical exploration, drawing inspiration from the lyrical likes of Adele, Alicia Keys, and Taylor Swift. Me weaves her personal life lessons into her music, fostering connections with her listeners through electro-pop, blues, folk, and Americana. Me's musical journey began at a young age with lessons in piano, voice, and dance. Her path led her to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, where she pursued a Bachelor of Arts in Vocal Performance. Along the way, she discovered her passion for the guitar and original songwriting, paving the way for her full-time commitment to musical performance and production. Her debut EP, Alchemy, released in August of 2021, is a testament of her eclectic influences, drawing from the likes of Billie Eilish, Jessie Ware, and India Ari. Mi's mezzo-soprano voice is a unique fusion of Lady Gaga's mature darkness and Adele's vocal richness. Join us today as we immerse ourselves in the music and stories that have shaped Mi's journey. We'll explore the mysterious magic of alchemy and gain insight into her acoustic collection, featuring unreleased originals like Downer, Strangers, and Daddy Issues, which was set to debut at the 2022 I Voted Festival. Don't forget to connect with me on her social media platforms for a deeper dive into her world. She's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Her Alchemy EP is on streaming platforms, and her website is The Real M-I-E. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-M-I-E.com. Our fourth season is packed with more incredible Wisconsin talent and captivating stories, so stay tuned. Subscribe and get ready to embark on a musical journey like never before. Without further ado, let's dive into the world of me and the magic of Wisconsin music. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have me. She is from Wisconsin, obviously, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself, her music origin story. So welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Zach. Um, So I grew up in McGuanago, Wisconsin, and... Um, I can remember the first time I publicly publicly performed was essentially the first time I really sang, and it was talent show uh, first grade. And the the thing that got me going to really uh, know the impact of music and and how it could connect with people was the following year. Um, it was right after the tragedy of nine eleven. And I had wore a sparkly red dress, my favorite dress, and I sang Let There Be Peace on Earth, uh, acapella, up on the stage by myself. And I was like seven years old, and I didn't know the impact, uh, but I could see people crying. Um, I was, you know, met with people at the end of the show, and it was just, I felt like, you know, at such a young age, I was like, this is, this is important. I feel like I can't stop ever doing this. And so throughout my life, um, I had picked up different hobbies in terms of, Piano, learning piano uh, at seven, seven years old, too, I started then. And then I was in um, choirs growing up, and I played a little bit of guitar in high school, but that took a back burner when I was on the dance team, uh, which took much of my time. And really, the the career started to, to 
uh, Boyle when I hit my undergraduate uh, degree. And I had started first in graphic design and tried marketing. And I was like, no, none of this this fits. Um, so I, I applied at the UWM, uh, Milwaukee um, music program. And they, they looked at me and they were like, what do you what do you want to do here? And I said, I want to pursue pop music. And they're like, okay, well, there's only been one other person ever who's done something in the contemporary realm. And they're like, you're pretty much going to be on your own. And I was like, right on. Okay. <laughs> cool. cool. Let's do this. So I was paired up with, at the time, her first year's Wendy, Wendy Rowe. Um, she's an amazing professor there. And she knows much about contemporary music, and we just kind of work together to trailblaze that path for other people. And a lot of other people who are artists who wanted to pursue contemporary music started popping up after that. And it was just, it was really cool uh, to, to feel that fire happening for the school. So, yeah. So that would be, what would that be around like 2013, 2014? Is that when you? Um, about. Well, I graduated 2014, um, had the pleasure of singing at uh, the National Anthem for my graduation at Miller Park, now Ampham Field. But <laughs> that was really cool. And that was one of those core moments, too, where it's like, I want more of this. This tasted too good to ever not get another <laughs> taste. So um, and then, yeah, I went to, to UWM right after that. So about 2015, 16, okay. when I started to pursue really hardcore um original artistry in, in music. Great. Now that after you graduated from college, what did you do to pursue um, music like full time? I actually went back to MATC. Um, I, I never completed my degree, but I went for audio production um, to to learn how to back myself because um, I, I haven't had the, the the pleasure of forming a band, which I'm, I'm interested in, but also it can be can be really tough. Um, in terms of getting everyone, especially post-COVID times, I mean, there's a lot of different obstacles. So I was like, well, I want to be able to rely on myself if I need to. And so I learned uh, a lot of wonderful techniques and skills in order to to create my own productions. Um, and now I'm in the stage of really polishing my guitar skills in order to acoustically play those, but I have my my production and to to have a different color through streaming because i mean i can take my backing tracks but i feel like those aren't as exciting as seeing an artist playing their guitar and having the live music there so i mean i kind of balance the two in terms of live performance do you want to talk a little bit more detail about what you learned at matc um sure Really, it was the basics of sound engineering and then audio production. So uh, we learned how to utilize Pro Tools and Logic, which are the two primary uh, digital audio workstations um, that artists can use to uh, either live track um, like gigs or um, podcasts or um, <laughs> really, really anything you want to record with. And I think those were critical skills. Um, just to even be in the industry, to know how to communicate uh, with engineers and anyone that you work with in the future, I highly advise you know any artist to to explore that path. Just to be a well-rounded uh, individual in this fun realm of post-COVID times, I yeah. think there's a lot more self-reliance needed in order to be successful, um, more so than ever before, and we have the ability to do so, which I think is really awesome and 
I learned a lot of like live sound engineering as well, um, like digital mixing um, for for shows, you know, and those are really cool, cool paths. And I think it's cool too, that there's a lot more women that are exploring those ventures as well. Yeah, right. uh, I feel like it's been pretty male dominated for a while. So that was really cool to see. Um, I was the only female in most of my classes, but there were others uh, starting to trickle in later. So it was just, it's really cool to know that, you know, I'm not alone in my passions to pursue the technological end as well. Yeah. Um, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I teach at the, at the local high school and one of the things I, I am is the advisor for the recording arts club and I have a good right mix of, you know, both sides of the spectrum, you know, from male to female. And it's, you know, cool. it's great to see kids today still interested in learning the arts of recording and things that go along with that. Oh yeah. And uh, I, that's so cool. You're teaching it at, at such a young age too. Um, I didn't get access to that as a kid. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. Cause I mean, the more it is a skill set. So the more that you practice it, the earlier you learn it, um, the more hours you put into it, just the better you're going to be, you know, yeah. and you can really take off in that career. So exactly, exactly. Um, let's kind of go back to playing um, out live. What are like your thoughts about the, um, the live local scene, you know, the attitude, you see the, you know, the positives and the struggles that you kind of think need help um, getting out of those struggles. So from my experience, I don't have too much experience playing out live at this point. I'm working up that um, catalog of, of gigs and opportunities, but from the, the limited experience that I do have, um, I have been met with some bigger egos and some misogyny. So I would say those two things, um, they're kind of, they are suffocating the industry because I mean, they're causing, you know, half the population to have these worries and concerns um, where, you know, it might, it might hinder their ability to be an artist, but also it can also like trap you um, from really opening up and showing who you are or even going out to gigs. I mean, there's a lot of dangers that can come with gigging out, especially as a, a solo female. But I think egos alone um, just suck the life out of a room. It doesn't matter, you know, what gen we're not even talking genders at this point, but like right. just egos alone. Yeah. It can really ruin the, the good vibes that can be happening, whether it's collaborating, whether it's a performance, whether it's an educational experience, networking, um, you know, an important thing to remember for everybody is just like, if you know what you bring to the table, you have nothing to prove. If you feel like you're trying to prove something, you're probably sucking out too much life of the room. Right. So, you know, take a deep breath, know you are enough, and then come back to earth kind of thing. Um, but for on the flip side, I think that we have an incredibly supportive community. We have a lot of people working to amplify original artists um, like yourself in this podcast. But uh, I mean, so many groups and, and, and artists that are willing to you know, assist other artists, help say, you know, learn from my mistakes. Um, and also I think what's really cool about the Milwaukee scene is that we're not oversaturated with artists. So I think there's so much more potential for original artists to skyrocket um, to a place where people start to hear them. And then, you know, we can all find our, our niches and, and 
be the the original artist that we want to be without feeling pressure to take one lane or another. We can all just be in our own lanes. There's enough room for everybody. We want you all here. We all get inspired. You know, it's it's a very positive experience. So I think as long as those egos and the misogyny is checked at the door, we're cool. Like yeah. there's really not too much to complain about. And do you have any advice for those out there that experience that? Uh, deep breaths. Deep breaths are the most important. Um, if you, cause I've been in states of fear um, around other people and when you start to freak out, you hold your breath or you tighten up, you know, other people can pick up on that too. Yeah. And that can just make you more vulnerable. Um, so breathing and understanding that, you know, you're not in a, immediate danger. And if you are, find somebody to help you call somebody. Um, but in terms of like ego, you know, you're not necessarily in danger, but you can pick up on somebody's energy when, when they're over exuding themselves instead of just being real with you mm -hmm. and like asking them personal questions about, you know, things that aren't about what they're trying to portray can usually knock them out of that. And then they become much more human with you. And like, I think no matter what, having a human experience is so much better when people aren't pretending one way or another. Right. Exactly. Good. Thank you so much for giving that advice. For sure. Let's move on to your EP and um, projects that you're, you're working on right now. So when we kind of go back to um, your release in 2021 mm -hmm. and kind of give us like some details about, the beginning of that project through the project and releasing it. So that was a very long winded project. Um, it started in my undergrad when I was experiencing uh, quite a bit of mental health issues. Um, and that's something I struggle with, you know, to this day, it kind of is just the battle of being an artist. And so a lot of those songs stem from, you know, personal struggles that I went through and then the ways and it's called alchemy. Um, so the, the alchemist uh, philosophy is that you can take, you know, any basic material and then melt it down into gold. And that's like the essence of it. Um, you know, I, maybe unironically, I started writing today, the, which is the last song, which is the gold of the piece um, first. And then mine that was, the first song on the EP came quickly alongside of it. So it was, it's interesting to reflect on that now, how they both kind of, um, they're the bookends of the EP, but they, they transpired at the same time because I was learning so much um, in a short period of time about myself, about my life, everything I knew versus what I know now. And so um, the filler pieces were um, various pieces I had written throughout my undergrad experience. And uh, Jeannie was the first uh, piece that I had ever produced myself. Okay. Um, for the the basis of that, um, the beats and the 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 grooves and everything there. Um, I had a lot of help from uh, Danny Anton, who was a classmate in or at MATC that I had met up with, who helped actualize the piece okay. or the entire EP. Um, but Jeannie was the first I had to perform it for a master class for everyone in the program, and I had no backing and I had no musicians or anything uh, to, to assist me. And my Wendy Rowe, my instructor was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Give me a, give me a day. And I went home and I spent all night and I produced the, the backing for it and I performed it. And then that was kind of how that passion started.
So that was really a, a fun and a cool experience to be able to prove myself wrong, prove the doubt wrong, and just power through for myself. You know, is a is a fun piece. Uh, Danny did a lot of work on that one as well as today for the backing um, and living a lie. I wrote that like a month before sh- uh, quarantine shut down. Okay. Um, I didn't even realize, you know, of course not um, what was to transpire in all of humanity at yeah, that point. Right. And living a lie is very much a, um, to me, it's when I, that's some of my anger being released. I was really upset about specific things in my life at the time. And I was just like, what is the point? You know, we're all just <laughs> living a lie. And it was it, it was one of those moments of just kind of a cathartic release of just anger and frustration with life. And
yeah, it was, it was very fun to be able to see how, you know, it's okay. The, the ebbs and flows of my mental health state, like it's okay. As long as there's like the, the very gradual up and up. Um, and I think this EP like represents that, um, Today was, is really powerful for me. I have a hard time listening to it now because of, you know, just the emotions that can bring up for me because it, to other people, it's this refreshing take on loving yourself. But for me, it's the challenges that got to the place of me figuring out that I needed to do that. And so yeah. it can be a challenge for me to listen to that all the way through. But um, do you feel like doing that, doing this album was um, therapeutic? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think any of my originals is, is a little mini therapy session for me. Um, I have more in the works, but these especially, they're just a foundation for who I am as an artist. So I go by me because I'm just me on stage. I'm just right. me as an artist. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And um, is that what kind of got you getting um, together with Just Live? Or just live, sorry. Just yeah, live. yeah, just live. Yes. Um, so Andrew Lynch had his al- uh, his album release that day in 2021, um, and he said, "You you got to debut your stuff." And I, I I was kind of apprehensive, like you know, you you have all these other incredible musicians lined up, including Kala and, and various other musicians for this fundraiser for Just Live, and. Um, I mean, we had all been suffering, I think, at that point. It was yeah. December of 21. I mean, we were all just, in, again, in that what's the point right. kind, of, kind of mindset. Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And so um, that was my live debut of my EP. And it was, that was insanely therapeutic, too. Um, I just used the backing tracks. I wasn't able to get a band together for that. But regardless, um, it was like, this is, this is, what I have to bring to the table and this is all me. And um, I know that night I, I touched uh, hearts of the audience as well. And I made a lot of um, acquaintances become friends there, you know, just by being myself, um, including Emily White, who, who invited me to participate in the I voted festival yeah. this past fall. Great. So yeah, she's, she's doing amazing work as well. It's, it's great yeah. to see all these Wisconsin people doing these amazing things in the music industry yes she i i took my book her well her book i took her book to the the venue that day and i yeah fangirls quite a bit she signed it for me and good, good. <laughs> yes. excellent yeah i had her on here probably last year i think it was when, when i did her release her interview it was so good to hear the great things that she's doing with you know the voting and you know helping musicians you know getting what they need to get to to survive in the music industry, you know, and unfortunately we live in a capitalist society where you need money to, yes. you know, trade for things that you need. And, you know, it's good that she's out there helping us do things such as that. Oh yeah. She wrote the playbook. So if yes. you listeners have not heard it or heard of it or checked it out, you, Emily White. Yes. She's fantastic. She knows her stuff. She's, uh, recording her podcast in Milwaukee right now, her yeah. second season, right. which has been phenomenal as well, yes. of course. But yeah. <laughs> what do you have in the works right now? For the iVoted Festival, I dedicated about six months of time creating um, acoustic versions of mine and Living Alive. And then I wrote four other acoustic originals. Um, 
And those, I, I have to get a proper space for tracking those. Um, I think it's, I want to get the full, um, the body of my guitar and, and voice. I want that to be cohesive. So I have to find the right space for it at this point um, with the budget that I have yeah. and, you know, my own, my own setup. But I'm also working on a fully self-produced, fully self-written, um, which isn't a clout thing either. This is, again, just so I can prove prove myself wrong, my doubts wrong. Um, I love to collaborate. That's that's not a, a bash at collaboration. I love to collaborate and I yeah. love working with other artists and co-writing. Um, but I'm working on a single, it's called Birthmark. And basically is about what goes up must come down. Um, but okay. it's much more upbeat and um, it's got a, it's got a different groove than anything I've worked with before. And it's, it's different, but similar to living a lie. And um, I'm really proud of it. I'm excited to release that. And um, since you're still in the pre recording stage, when do you hope to have it done and released uh, for birthmark or my acoustic set either or both? Either. Um, I'm thinking birthmark by this summer because it is really close to the end. Um, it's just perfectionist in me. Doesn't quite want to give the reins up to a, a mastering engineer. <laughs> but aside from that, um, the acoustic EP, I don't think it'll take long for production. I mean, like I said, it would just be the space of finding the right space. And I have a few places in mind. So probably end of summer Okay, is my hope. Cool. Yeah. Great. Work-life balance. Do you have work-life balance issues or is that you know something that you have good control over right now um so i have i was laid off um as of october 1st okay but due to tech layoffs but prior to that i had the privilege of working remotely from home um as a contractor for universal audio and i worked in quality assurance testing their their software and hardware which Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, but because of the 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 microeconomic of the tech industry right now, um, they've had to do contractor layoffs as well as internal layoffs, which is really sad. Um, the the talent there is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it's really, I mean, I have nothing but wonderful things to say. And that getting the chance to work with them remotely it was just so perfect because i was learning so much about the way the intricacies of their products that i was learning about what i was doing on my off time <laughs> and so i guess i didn't even feel like i needed to give any energy about worrying about work life balance okay um but now that i'm you know not really working too much and I'm just embracing that, uh, for lack of a better term, starving artist mentality. <laughs> um, it's it's okay. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. everything everything is taken care of. I have wonderful people in my life to to assist me with things Good. and um, keep keep things afloat. And you know, I'm giving my space as a human, mental health wise, to really find what it is I want to go down. I had been comp contemplating pursuing music for a while because of some of the uh, scarier experiences I had had um, in positions of music, but I just, I can't deter from it every time I kind of consider a different path. I'm, I'm just, you know, slapped right back into to music because it's just, I have no choice. <laughs> okay, good, cool. 
Well, yeah, it sounds like, you know, if you don't wake up every day doing something that you love, then maybe you should be doing something different. And some people aren't that lucky and some people are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the last questions I ask is the gigs that make an impression on you. But we kind of talked about, you know, when you were seven and you sang um, after 9-11 and then also yeah. when you sang at um, AmFam uh, Park. Is there any other gigs that was like a big impression on you? Or maybe even as an audience member, seeing an artist perform. Oh, yeah. Well, a full circle moment for me in my life was I got to sing the uh, national anthem for my college, uh, my university graduation at Panther Arena. So that was really cool um, to be able to do. But I had the absolute pleasure of seeing another Wisconsin native, Skylar Gray, uh, perform in Chicago. And it was an intimate setting uh, where there was probably max 200 people in the room, but we were all at our own tables and um, it was limited amplification. She actually played her dulcimer and she covered Dreams uh, by Fleetwood Mac. It was just out of this world. One of the best shows I've ever seen. That intimate feeling. I mean, it. she's incredible as it is as, an, yeah. as a songwriter, artist, singer person um but you know to, to that kind of a setting and then that kind of defined what i wanted to to do for my own uh gigs and stuff like if i get the choice intimate settings where you know we can really just vibe off of each other the audience and myself um that's absolutely ideal not don't get me wrong performing in front of you know the thousand people thousand plus people at each graduation that was awesome and incredible it's quite the yeah. adrenaline rush but <laughs> intimate is a different kind of yeah. magic you, sure. get a, you get a different kind of energy off that yeah yeah and you get that close-up feel and for me i was such a big fan of skylar that i am still such a big fan of skylar but it was you know you're like she's right there she's mm -hmm. like 10 feet from me like there's no elevation <laughs> we're at the same level <laughs> crazy <laughs> very cool very cool yeah, yeah. And a lot of people get that experience and it's it's just sometimes for people it's it's life-changing because it's like mm -hmm. it makes you see it from a different perspective sometimes yeah yeah i would say so i think yeah. you get a different feel for who they are they're not just always like the big glam performing right next to eminem on some gargantuan stage in an yeah. arena and like that is so like badass too but it's you know to be able to pull that back and then still deliver so well in front of an intimate crowd yeah that's an artist yeah, definitely <laughs> well i've pretty much run out of questions is there anything i haven't asked you that you wanted to talk about today uh, I don't think so. I think I think we covered everything. <laughs> All right. Um, so where can people find you on the internet? All of the socials, but I think best place to start is my website. It's the real me. So the real R E A L me M I E dot com. There you'll find all my uh social medias uh where I post different covers of things and also where you can find and stream the EP. You can buy the EP. Um, and then you'll, if you sign up for my mailing list, can get the updates about what's when my newest releases will be coming out and where you'll find me at gigs. Excellent. Well, me, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It was a pleasure learning about, you know, your musical path and um, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. 
Thank you very much, Zach. It's Thanks. a pleasure of mine. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the special season four premiere of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. I want to take this moment to extend my heartfelt gratitude to you, our loyal listeners, for being a part of this musical journey. I'm thrilled to be back for another season celebrating the incredible musical excellence that Wisconsin has to offer. It's because of your unwavering support that I can continue to shine a spotlight on these talented artists. A big shout out to all our past and future guests. Your willingness to share your music, stories, and experiences is what makes this podcast a vibrant tapestry of Wisconsin's music scene. I can't wait to introduce you to more amazing artists in the episodes to come. Let's not forget to thank our partner, Fox Cities Indie Radio, for having us on their station. You can now catch our episodes on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. It's a fantastic opportunity to reach even more music lovers and share the talents of our featured artists. As always, I want to hear from you. Connect with the Wisconsin Music Podcast on social media, share your thoughts, and let me know which artists you'd like to see on the podcast. Your input plays a vital role on shaping the future of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Help us spread the magic of Wisconsin's music scene by sharing our episodes with your friends and fellow music enthusiasts. Your support means the world to us and allows us to continue celebrating the rich musical heritage of our state. As we embark on this fourth season, I invite you to join us on a journey of musical discovery. Stay tuned for more surprises, insights, and of course, amazing tunes. I can't wait to introduce you to our featured artists and their captivating stories. Once again, thank you, Wisconsin, for your unwavering support. Your enthusiasm for local music is what fuels the passion and truly grateful for each and every one of you. Until next time, keep the music alive, Wisconsin.